Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. I'm your host, Thomas Larson, recording live from inside my dorm room with our guest in person today. Our guest happens to be another one of my friends from Loyola Marymount University. He comes from Colorado, attended South High School in Denver, Colorado, graduated in the class of 2021, and now attends, as I said, Loyola Marymount University, class of 2025. Please welcome Quinn Yates. Hi, Thomas. It's great to be here. Welcome, Quinn. It's great to, great to have you on. How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. I'm on the best new podcast on Spotify and now Apple Music, so I'm having a great day. Oh, that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad to hear it. I'm glad you're, um, you know, you're a big fan. That's awesome. Uh, so, Quinn, let's get into it. What's your major? So, I am a physics major here at uh, LMU, and... You probably want to know how I got into that. Yeah, what's, uh, you know, I think you're possibly our first physics major. We had a couple, like, animal sciences, which is cool by now, and a couple of, like, psychology majors, but physics and computer science, but no physics. How how is that? It's great. It really is great. Um, So I got into physics from my high school physics teacher, Mr. Nichols, who was really incredible and pushed me in a lot of ways that I hadn't been pushed before and so I saw physics as an opportunity to really grow and learn and then in my physics class I really loved what we were learning I loved the way that physics looked at the world and looked at problems and that it really is all about problem solving Um, and saying you know what information do I have what information am I trying to get what do I know about the world and the way the world works Um, which was just really fascinating to me and so it was kind of the, the most obvious thing that I wanted to major in going into college. Um, and coming to LMU, it seemed like a great opportunity to do physics because of the uh, accessibility of undergraduate research. If I'd been at you know a bigger uh, like R1 research school, the focus is on the graduates there. And so at LMU, we're an R2 research school, so the focus is all on the undergrads. So, so for, what, what does that mean? What's the difference between R1 and R2? So it's Explain just that, that, bit. that focus of graduate-level research or undergraduate-level research. So R2 means that there's a high level of research being done, but no graduate students. Um, so LMU does have a graduate law school program and a graduate education program, but no graduate physics program which means that all of the professors, all of the faculty, is all focused on essentially me, on the undergraduate uh, students. And so that gives me a lot of opportunity to see you know, what research in physics is like, if I really like it, what uh, you know, that looks like on a professional level, even as you know, I'm gonna start research probably next year as a sophomore. That is awesome, already yeah. jumping into the research uh, of physics as a sophomore, that seems like a huge step from, you know, just uh, taking normal classes freshman year and all of that. But that's awesome. Yeah. I'm glad that you're able to do that and uh, that LMU is able to offer that for you guys. And it gets kind of a jump start on the whole physics world. It's a remarkable experience for sure. That is awesome. I'm glad to hear. All right. Uh, so you said that your, prof- or your high school teacher uh, Mr. Nichols, yeah. he got you really into physics, and it's all about problem solving. What is that aspect about uh, problem solving that gets you, you know, gets you going? You, for sure, it's just everything about it. I mean, the way that physics looks at the world is, I think, different from a lot of the other sciences. 
Um, you want to give us an example? Sure. So maybe our audience could digest a little bit. Yeah. Um, so, like, on the one hand, you have chemistry, which is terrible, and then on the other hand, you have physics, which is great. <laughs> but, um, but no, seriously, like, like physics it feels very practical to me, and certainly there's practicalities in, in chemistry and biology and all other sciences. Like, they have real-world applications. But for me, I, you know, would be in my physics class learning about you know, rotational motion and then go ride my bike home from school and see everything that I learned in class actively happening as I was riding my bike. I would see the force of friction as I squeezed the brakes to come to a stop. I would see the work that my legs were doing as they, you know, pushed the pedals around. Um, and with that, you know, you can, you can take that as far as you want and getting into then, you know, higher level physics, my waves and light class, or optics and thermodynamics class last semester, we learned about how physics, you know, governs optics and thermodynamics. So it governs the, the way in which light works and understanding the different models of light um, and just being really analytical about it and trying to understand, okay, What's this model? How how does it work? How are its limitations? What are its limitations? Um, what's the more accurate version of it? But like, let's use the simple model because it works for the simple thing, and then use the more advanced model for this more advanced thing. It feels really malleable, but also really concrete in kind of a, a juxtaposed yeah. way that like you can use different models for different things, but like they all essentially work for different things that you're trying to do and it just feels like a really powerful way of looking at the world that is awesome and i'm sure that ever since you're able to do that uh, you know getting into physics you have been looking at the world in a different kind of lens and it's yeah. um, brought out a lot more i know i've talked to another uh photographer on this uh, podcast already and we were talking about our mutual appreciation for looking at the world differently through art through the lens sure. of the camera and I think that this is a really unique way of looking at the world through the physics of it and how everything, you know, works at a certain scientific level, which I think is awesome that you're able to, you know, able to do that. That's really cool. Yeah, and with that, looking beyond college, people don't necessarily know what to do with a physics degree or employers don't know what to do with somebody who applies with a physics yeah, do degree. You, do you have any idea of what you're uh, doing so I, on? I don't really, but... The, one of the other great things about LMU is that it teaches people in the hard sciences how to communicate and how to market themselves, which is really valuable because a lot of scientists don't. Um, and so the thing that they're teaching us is that a physics degree is a problem-solving degree. And there are a lot of problems in the world that need to be solved. And so if I can say, hey, look, I was able to solve all these physical problems, I can take that anywhere. I can go get an engineering job. I could get a poli-sci job, physics majors have the highest MCAT and LSAT, sort, LSAT scores because of the problem-solving skills that they learn while in college. No way. It's really interesting, and it's, you know, partially just the, the, the rigor of the coursework, but then it's also just the, the way of looking at the world of, okay, let's understand the roots of this thing, not, let's not just memorize it, but let's actually, like, look into the phenomena that are happening and, and understand what's going on at the root here. Um, so I don't really know what I want to do with it. That's why I'm at college is to try and figure it out. Yeah. Um, you got some time. You're only a second semester um, freshman as now. Yeah. Um, 
And so I'll be able to do research here and see if I like that and see if I want to go more the PhD route, or I'll be able to also get some internships and see if I want to go more, you know, industry, get a technical engineering type job, something like that. So I don't know, but I, I do know that physics is going to give me a lot of options. And so I'll be able to kind of take it whichever way I want. That is awesome. And you when you think of, when I think of physics, I'm like, okay, there's not much you can do with that. You're a physics guy, you're a scientist, whatever a scientist entails, you know. Sure. In my mind, you know, you're white lab coat, you know, somewhere in a laboratory, you know, working with the microscopes and cells and everything, yeah. you know. But as you said, there's so many different opportunities, like the MCAT, the LSAT. Uh, you said those scores are higher, the MCAT's for medical school, right, and the yeah. LSAT's for law, law school. school. I would never think, oh, a physics major is going to be really good right. at taking a law test. Right. So you have to, I mean, you have to study for the test, certainly. Like, I wouldn't be able to just do physics classes no, yeah. and ace the, the LSAT. Of but, course. Um, just it does give you the skills you need to learn anything else. And I think that's also really the valuable thing about physics and about the Jesuit education here at LMU is that it teaches you to be a lifelong learner. And so throughout my life, throughout my career, I will always have the skills to be able to, to keep getting new information, new skills, new, you know, mythology, 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 methodology, methodologies, <laughs> mythology, be, mythologies, mythologies like, you know, yeah. <laughs> that's, a, um, that's a different field of study. There. Yeah, we're going <laughs> to cut that little section and I'm just going to say it again, but, uh, it gives you, you know, new methodologies to look at the world and I'll be able to do whatever I want with that. So it, it feels like a really empowering degree. That's awesome. I, you know, in coming to college, I never thought about going into the sciences. And as I've discussed on this podcast uh, many times, I'm not a science guy. Sure. It's one of my least favorite subjects just because I was never good at it. I never had a knack for it. I always thought it was interesting, but uh, there's some concepts that I just can't wrap my head around. And along with that is math. Do you notice that any, um, a lot of math is going into uh, physics? Yeah, so sort of the, the progression of the sciences is you have philosophy which created logic, and then logic applied is math, and then math applied is physics, and then physics applied is chemistry, chemistry applied is biology, biology applied is psychology, and then you kind of get into the weeds, psychology applied is business, poli-sci, who knows. Holy cow. Um, <laughs> I didn't even think of that. Yeah, it's kind of an interesting progression. Um, but looking at physics, it, it is math applied, so it is taking, you know, trying to understand what are the mathematical components of the real world, um, which I really like, because I am not that good at conceptual math. I can't, you know, sit and stare at graphs all day and be like, I have no idea what these mean. Like, I want there to be some real data that created the graph. Um, and so physics is that perfect balance for me of understanding, you know, what is the, the phenomena that's causing this graph, with, that's creating this data set that's creating this information for us to, to analyze here. Um, and oh, with that, I also think it's, it's, a, it's really unfortunate that physics education is often not as good as it is in high schools especially, um, and, and really science education as a whole, because it shouldn't be impossible for everyone to do. It should be that we can explain it in ways that are approachable enough for everybody to do it because I think it is it does give people really valuable problem solving skills and not that you won't have those skills in your own major but just that I think it is an important way of looking at the world 
and too often we're like, oh, it's physics, it has to be hard, it's a hard science, it's got to be intense. And it really doesn't. There's, there's really approachable ways to get into physics and understand the physical world that we live in that just aren't taught. Um, and so that is something I'm also thinking about doing with my degree is going into teaching. Oh my gosh. And going into <clears throat> to research and teaching uh, just to try and understand, like, can we communicate science better? That's awesome. And to have that idea in the back of your head so early and like, hey, I can use what I'm doing and to benefit others and that's a really you know self-sacrificial kind of job and very honorable i respect that a ton um and just even having that idea like hey i could probably use this so i can help other students understand something that i personally love for sure and um you know something i usually talk about on this podcast is our guest passions and you seem to have such a passion for physics and a love for it that I think is just stellar. That's awesome that you have this drive for this, uh, the science. Or do you notice in any other part of your life, um, any other passions and hobbies that you do that really either directly correlate with physics in your major or are outside of it? I know you're wearing an LMU outdoor club uh, yeah. shirt right now. That is actually where I was going to go is, is being outside. Um, so whatever that looks like, whether it's hiking, biking, camping, backpacking, you know, canoeing, kayaking, climbing, whatever. I love being outside. I love being in the sun um, and, you know, feeling the, the fresh air on me being in the trees, that kind of stuff. And in a way that is totally separate from physics and in a way that is totally intertwined with physics. You know, it is being in our natural world, which is governed by these physical properties. Um, and so I love to see, you know, oh, like this, the way that this tree has fallen down and crashed on top of this other tree, like all of the motion that happened there, all of the energy that happened there, all of the energy that's in this forest that, you know, it took to grow this, this beautiful forest. The energy that it takes for me to move my body through the woods and to do cool things with it um, and I love seeing that interaction and just getting into the wild and, and having fun that is awesome yeah that is so much fun uh, and you seem to very much enjoy that for all I've known you for the past couple of months you've always been biking and talking about hiking and all of that yeah and I mean what a beautiful place to be in for oh, the God. opportunities I mean it's in Southern California and California alone with its beautiful hikes beautiful uh, camping grounds you know you can bike everywhere it's it's truly you're, yeah. you're kind of set in a great location yeah I am this this podcast is probably going to come out after spring break but for spring break I'm going to Yosemite and I'm no very way. excited yeah that is awesome you're yeah. going to have a blast I, I hope so oh well best um, best wishes to you on your trip to Yosemite I hope it all Thank goes you. safe so, uh, are there any last wise words of wisdom you would like to um, give to our audience to sign us off here today? Uh, for sure. Just, you know, I hope everybody gives physics a chance, even if you, you think it's, you know, hard or impossible or whatever. I promise you it's not. Um, it can be really approachable, and there are a lot of great resources online to look into it. Uh, and just, you know, my final words of wisdom are stay curious and stay kind. Stay curious and stay kind. Well said, Quinn. Thank you so much for being here. And to our audience, thank you so much for listening. Um, what what a great way to sign off. I don't know what else you. to say. There's nothing else to say, but uh, thank you guys for listening.